I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. Hello. 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 Hi, how are you? I am doing really well. You're in a you're in a good mood. I'm in a good mood today. Mm. It like settled in about about like two three p.m. I was like, I'm in a good mood. Nice, nice. Which is unusual for this time of year. Yeah. Do you just you just have the lamps blasting? Well, what I do um, is around four thirty when it starts to get dark. I turn on the lamp, uh-huh. and I turn on the happy light, the Verilux brand happy light, TM. And I leave that on until about 6 or 6.30, which I believe is a reasonable time for the sun to go down. Yes. And it's pretty good. And I was sick for two days, mm-hmm. but then I slept for 11 hours. Oh, that good, that good Odin sleep. <sighs> yeah, we'll talk about Odin a little bit later. Hmm. Uh, where I slept so long, is like I feel gr- my back hurts now. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's always a good sign. Um, nice. Um, it's, it's nicely warm in my. It's it's a rare occasion for New York City apartment where the heat is on, but, but it's your, not. Your eyelids haven't peeled back from your eyes yet. I'm not sweating, and like the whole like like the walls are not sweating. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any of the windows open to to frantically equal, alleviate the steam to, e- to equalize. Yeah, and then I have I have a, a nice candle lit. Oh, I have my my Chris Evans smelling candle lit, and I'm having a hot toddy, and my cat's here, and I could nice. not feel more. And I just watched a very sentimental episodes of Park and Parks and Recreation, and Aww. I'm feeling. Good. I just ate uh, two pieces of cinnamon bread with butter, mm-hmm. and I am drinking a a rum with uh, a little bitters in there, and uh, two ice cubes. You and got a fancy rum. I did. I got a fancy rum. Um, I am wearing uh, pajamas and shearling slippers and oh. a fleece. Uh, and right before we did this podcast, I took a 15-minute power nap, but did not um, wake up from that, like, extremely groggy or anything. So, it's that rare time when you actually land the power nap. Yeah, all of the planets have aligned in the heavens, and the moon is blood red. And that Team, means it's I haven't time seen that to is podcast. Doing good. <laughs> Team, this is going to be a banger, I can Ooh. tell. Um, it's not, it's not gonna be, it's gonna be a, like a gentle banger. I, first... Let's, let's, first topic how come in the real ghostbusters animated television show did Mm -hmm. they keep the personalities and the voices of the characters but made them visually distinct from their movie counterparts that's just licensing issues you think yeah why wouldn't they just license the characters in the actual movies too expensive but it's the it's the same thing anyway um, well, no, they they didn't have the same actors doing the voices. Yeah, but they were playing the same characters. You would just assume that when they made the movie, the licensing rights would go along with that. Well, the 80s were 
very cheap when it came to cartoons. <laughs> so it's also watching uh, the real Ghostbusters. The animation style is like, it's like Aeon Fluxy sometimes. It's not good. It's very weird. Like it's 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 occasionally like off-puttingly weird. Um, the the main episode of that show I remember was one where Egon turns into a were chicken, and that was very. That's up there with clams never sang for my mm. father uh, in terms of influential weird cartoons I saw yeah. as a five um i was uh i i remember picking up an issue of the the real ghostbusters comic book that uh when like this was this was when i was maybe like 12 so it was like a while after the show had gone off the air but the comic book was like long running and when i got the when i picked it up there was so much canon and it had gotten so like intensely serious like they were actually battling cthulhu and like with the help of pharaohs, I think it turned into Yu-Gi-Oh. It was it was like something where I read the thing, and like every page there was like one of those like Excelsior boxes where they told you what previous issue was, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, there will be there's literally no way I could ever. But now it's 2017. I could probably get on Comicsology or whatever, and like get the entire run of that comic book for a reasonable price and read it all i don't i don't know i don't know what the availability i think a lot of things are still not available like i think if you wanted to read the whole run of superboy which guess who has me all the super like when you say the entire run do you mean from like golden age stuff where he's like spanking a a magical baby no i mean the specific the specific comic book called superboy okay that was birthed after the death of superman okay that specific character who is my favorite comic book character of all time con l okay i don't aka connor kent i read like everyone else i got the death of superman book um, I didn't. The thing I remember most is Supergirl getting punched so hard that it looks like she gelatinized. Mm. And I, I was not sure. I remember reading that and being very confused and wondering if she died or not. Yeah. Because I think I think it's supposed to be the motion of her head as she's punched by Doomsday. Uh, but it just looks like her head is just a thumb now. If you want, I will say... Th- Maybe the only good thing Max Landis has ever done is that there is a video where he explains the death of Superman, and it's sort of the drunk history style where people are, yes, are saying. I do recall it, that it's it's like eighteen minutes long, and he's like drinking a bottle of whiskey, and so I, I've had a very I had a very good impression of Max Landis until he did a bunch of <laughs> he just, terrible. He just burned it. <laughs> he off. turned out he turned out to be a chode. Um, um. And but it's it's very good and explains death of Superman, which is a ridiculous thing. But it gave us Superboy, who is my favorite. And that was there was a show called, well, no, there is a show called Young Justice, but there was a comic called Young Justice that I really loved. And I don't think you can get you can go on Comicsology and get these things. I don't think they exist in digital formats because that takes work for somebody to digitize these That's things. That's true. And, it, and there's just not the. Um, what you can do is uh, torrent them. 
Ah, so so someone is willing to do the work, but not the person, not, not the, the rights people holder. Because that's I in like 2005, I had a very we we have stumbled into this before. This is not what I expected to talk about tonight. Um, that I was deeply into DC Comics. Yes, and then they made me very angry. Yes, but that was when I would torrent like the entire run of Green Lantern. Of Green of Green Arrow from the seventies, and I would read all of it in a week. And oh, did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Weird. Did I just I... had a I had a long pause because <laughs> I didn't oh, have an end. So you you torrented and you would read it all in a week, uh, like the entire run of Green Lantern. Okay, and, became... and no information came after you said that sentence. No, I okay. didn't have a follow-up statement. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coordinating conjunction, but I didn't have anything to go with it. <laughs> I I bring this up because I was looking for things on Netflix to show Izzy, and we started watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That's which, on Netflix? Yes. It, like, Yeah, like, I am very surprised. There's a lot of stuff on Netflix that I feel like they just don't give a shit about letting you know that it's there. Um, well, I mostly I mostly stopped. I, like, I don't actually technically have a Netflix account anymore. Uh-huh. I, have, I have a profile. Yes. Um, we... You'd mentioned online that like it's it's like Netflix is actually not a really good solution if you'd like to watch television shows. It's awful if you like if you want like all of the TV is on Hulu now, yeah, and that's mostly what I want to watch. And it feels like they like it feels like Netflix was just like eh. So it's like now they're like, well, either you're going to watch certain movies, you're going to watch our programming, or here's a bunch of shit. <laughs> Yeah. But part well, of that shit is the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. First your left and then your right. Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Is that, yeah? Ring yeah. any bells? No, that's yep. it. Um, I haven't seen that in, uh, uh, I'm going to call it 17 years. It's incredible how obvious they did not give a shit about this television show i am gonna have to watch this because <laughs> um like uh, captain lou yeah captain lou albano and like the like m on his hat looks so bad um the great thing is in the in the cartoon um every time anyone jumps or moves quickly they dub in the jump sound from from mario brothers so that you know that that's the oh okay that's who they are but it's just very funny just constantly hear bow 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 which is my impression of that i had not played a mario game in a long time i'm doing a lot of long pauses that are probably I'm so laid back right now, Mark. There's going to be a lot of long pauses. <laughs> well, people can use the use the setting on their podcast player to to trim pauses, or oh yeah, they can do or 1. listen to 5. us three times as fast as we are. Whatever, man. It's fine. I don't, I don't think I don't think the speed listeners listen to this podcast because this yeah. is a this is a chill out podcast. What if what if it was somebody who's like, I need to get really relaxed. But I need it in twenty minutes. <laughs> I need to get really relaxed, really fast. 
Um, uh, I hadn't played a Mario game since, I don't know, like Super Mario RPG or something. Because uh, I never played any of the um, Nintendo 64 uh, Marios because I never had one. Yes. And so, like, it's still, like, I'm still not adjusted to the fact that Mario has a voice. It's still weird huh. to me. Does, that he has a that he has a voice and it's not Captain Lou Albano because I'm, ah, I'm still okay. like I I'm like what I, I thought he was like Italian American that he was from you know the Bronx, but no he's apparently Italian American. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he says it's a me Mario. You know. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> he's got an like, Italian accent, like like Italians do. As a, as opposed to like like it's my, a me, my Silvio Berlusconi, it's like my my canonical Mario had been Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, who's like very gruff and uh... and then everything that was on the the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm not so, but then I played um for work. I played uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, ah. which had. Had voice acting, or it has one person doing the same voice for Mario and Luigi. <laughs> oh, poor Luigi! The Luigi this voice is, the, is just like slightly hollower. It was just the same. Well, this is it. I did it. I did a when I was playing this game. I did a poll on Twitter of who do you like more, Mario and Luigi? And I knew I had a feeling, and I was right. Yes. Luigi won by a landslide. Yeah, everyone loves Luigi. Wait. Oh my god! I, I Are they Luigi. twins? I, this is what I'm saying. Are Mario and Luigi twins? They're are they just fraternal twins? Because like it's difficult to imagine one of them being older than the other. I think they must be twins. Are Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo twins? Okay how how does this sound? I don't think they're twins, but I think they were born at the same time from the same source and what i'm talking about here is like a like no i don't like this i don't like where you're going with this you know when the gods burst from the head of zeus and were born it's sort of like that like those gods weren't twins it is weird to think of mario and luigi having parents yes um what i'm saying is there's a mario and luigi creation myth in which they were well, born there, at the same time. There is extant in canon baby Mario. Yes. As seen in Yoshi's world. Do you think Luigi is actually his dad, but he's immortal? No, I don't like this at all. And so he's told Mario that they're brothers. <laughs> although, although having an older brother who always stays the same age as you age up to them might be a bit of a tip off. And then, yeah, well, well, I played uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and everybody like Luigi is like, he wants to he's the more cowardly. He wants to stay at home and not be involved. And Uh everybody is like, who's that? And I've seen, I've seen screen caps from Mario Odyssey where Mario is wearing the Luigi outfit and Bowser is like, who are you? <laughs> I'm like, and I'm just outraged because Luigi has always been my favorite since I played Super Mario Brothers 2. Where he can jump higher. Where he can jump higher. And he's like, the, I think he, well, I don't know. Peach has the, has the float function. She has the float. And, um. Toad. Tougher. Oh, Throw, is he? He throws better, I think. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doki Doki Panic. Doki Doki Panic. As well, <laughs> we know. We don't, we don't need to we go over yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I um, went as I went as Mario for Halloween when I was like eight or nine. Oh boy. Ooh, with my need, friend. Gonna need pictures with my, of this. I don't have. They don't. If they exist, they're in photo albums that I don't have. Ah, okay. Um, it was before. It was way before digital cameras and before scanners <laughs> were available on the uh, consumer market. With I went with my um, my best friend Audra, who was always way taller than me. Like she came from a. She was my best friend all, all through childhood and middle school and whatnot. And all of her family were giants, more or less. Yeah. Uh, they're. Like her mom was six one, her dad was six five. Audra ended up being six three, and her brother ended up being six eleven. And they built their house. They were neighbors to us, and we grew up in a. I grew up in a log cabin in the woods. So by neighbors, I meant that they were like you know a five minute walk away. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had built their house designed for taller people. So I was a small child, as I am still a small child today, so I could not reach the sink in the kitchen. Oh, my God. I had to, I could not reach the sink or the counters in the kitchen, so if I was going to wash my hands before dinner, I had to go to the back bathroom and wash my hands. Which they called the normie bathroom. Yeah, so it was perfect for, like, I liked Luigi better, but it was, but but since Audra was about a foot taller than me at any given time... Mm -hmm. That was it. Was just in the cards. Yeah, that she was Luigi and I was Mario. I had a realization with Kristen the other day <laughs> that we were talking about our how we we didn't go this Christmas uh, or this Halloween as Bob and Linda Belcher, and I realized that the did thing you do is, anything? Did you get? We did didn't you... do anything. We, That's fine. We thought about it, but and people were like, "Oh, you won't be able to take the picture of her," and I was like, "She's a baby. She doesn't know." <laughs> I mean, it's it's. It's fun if you have the energy to put your baby in a yes, costume. Yes, definitely. But if you don't care, if if yeah. you're like, I'm tired. We're like, next year we will do this. Because she won't remember, but she'll actually get a kick out of it next year. Um, or like having She'll, she'll be old enough to outfit. like do a thing. Yeah, yeah. But like this, this one, it's... But uh, I realized in our relationship, I'm the Linda and Kristen is the Bob. She's just always going, oh, my God. Well, she's like the more like the more like rational thinking. And you're like, yay, it's fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I do a lot of the singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're like, mommy's not drunk. Mommy's just having fun. <laughs> God, it's so good. My dream is to one day watch. uh um bob's burgers with my in-laws because my mother-in-law is very linda belcher belcher esque um and like but i would like i i just want to show it and see if she makes the connection (laughs) that it's kind of like her um i feel happy that because i was a early adopter on bob's burgers (laughs) Excuse me, as I'm filling my hot toddy cup with more brandy and mm. seltzer. Mm. Uh, because I had a friend who was working on the first season as a storyboarder. And so she was like, hey, here's the show I'm working on. And I started watching it basically from the beginning. And it took like a full season or two to kind of catch on. And So I, I, did, I did my... Now you can buy knock off Bob's Burgers costumes in the Halloween stores. Ah, yes. 
but I did my Tina costume like four years ago. <laughs> what is what is the name of the knockoff Tina costume in the Halloween store? Burger Teen. Really? I don't know. I, I feel like, it would be I, like I, I think I saw one that was Linda that was like supportive Burger Mom. Supportive Burger Mom. Yeah. Um. All of these, uh, like all of the names, all of the knockoff Halloween costume names, would be really good as like characters in a rap sketch. <laughs> um. I should make a mixtape that's just rap sketch. Just just the, just the sketches. Oh. <laughs> Do they? The judge orders me to take off my V for Vendetta mask. I'm wearing the Joker makeup beneath. Everyone groans at my bullshit. This is, I haven't, you know, like bought a hip hop album or listened to one all the way through. Are sketches still, still a thing? They better be. Like... Uh, they, yeah, I'm it, okay. Let's um, let's point out that it's kind of sad that the two of us are like people who live in Brooklyn, and we're both like, God, I'll they they have to still have sketches on rap albums, right? I I didn't say that. Um, um R- rewind the tape. <laughs> cut this out. By the way, uh, the real Ghostbusters Omnibus Volume One came out in 2012 it's available for kindle and on comiXology for 12 bucks and paperback for 24.41 and mm, the idea of of reading this these 300 pages of black and white wait evan dorkin wrote it i was about to say i bet someone (laughs) someone special yeah like that's because that's all the thing is like you know, somebody cools right in Snagglepuss now or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what happened with that Snagglepuss thing? It's not out yet because I well, I, well there was outrage because the Snagglepuss was oh. the new the new gay, you know, Snagglepuss. He was not drawn fucky enough, and yeah, everyone was yeah. very upset. It's like, could you not hire a furry? Yeah, to do yeah. Your Snagglepuss comic. But the best part about the Snagglepuss is that the the Huckleberry Hound. You could tell that what they had, that the person who was drawing the face was like, well, a dog face is like a human face, except the nose and mouth are on a plane like six inches forward. So they just basically, it was like you took a human face and just dragged, like Photoshop dragged the mouth forwards. Just hire Ugh. a furry. Oh my god! Look, yeah, like there are people who will draw your fuckable huckle, huckleberry hound. Fuckle, like, fuckleberry. Uh, you know. Uh, in fact, in fact, no, I know. There's so many. There's a, a bunch of this. I, I won't talk out of school. There's at least some furry comics out there where like if you go to the faq it's like oh why are why is everybody an animal and the answer is because i i'm better at drawing animal people than i am at humans yeah like it anyway it was uh it's cultural appropriation you know what i agree <laughs> but yes just, i agree that just, if you're if you're clearly going to do something that i would say rewriting huckleberry hound it's snagglepuss rewriting snagglepuss where they're like 1950s gay playwrights is a 
that is a thing that I don't think would really happen without the thriving furry art community and like uh that exists currently so just hire furries to hire draw furry that. and also i don't know who's writing it it's probably not somebody who's gay um oh boy this is why i don't i'm friends with literally a million people who are in the comics industry and i have nothing to do with comics and i don't read comics <laughs> <laughs> and you burn comics every chance you get like the thing i i for for a while i kept like pledging to um comics kickstarters hmm. and then never and i'd get the thing and never read it you're like thanks <laughs> i have a big like omnibus of something called uh digestate that's all about food comics and i've it's on my shelf Let's really see it. i've never i should read it i've never read it yeah it's, i mean it's... i like i like my favorite thing in the world is autobio comics hmm that makes a lot of sense because I'm bad at remembering plots. Oh boy. Um, the other day, somebody that I follow on Twitter, who's an artist and, uh, uh, and fantastic in her own right. Uh, she was like, Oh, 15 years ago today was the first time my boyfriend or my actually, they might be married now, but my boyfriend kissed me. And I was like, Oh, I remember that because I was reading his daily journal comic at that time. And immediately my brain shot out of my body and went 15 light years away. And uh, you, are, you are at the age when I started being like, oh, my God, 15 years ago was a time that I remember and yes. I was like a person. Yes. And, and, you know, reasonably now I'm at the, oh, 20 years ago was a yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, can we talk about an interesting phenomenon in, that I think is related to the Kickstarter thing? Yeah, well. This is not something with me, but there are certain people that if you get them a thing, like a book or something for Christmas as a gift or like for their birthday or what have you, they will keep the thing as a token, but they will not actually read the thing, even if it is something they're into. And I wonder if it's maybe similar where like once you have the physical object it's difficult to begin to like to like crack that open well i mostly i have i've i've lost the ability to read paper books mm-hmm. more or less they're very heavy and i have small hands and i can't take them on the subway uh true true i can see that i mean i read i read a whole book Last night, I well, oh, last night was nice. Hmm. I was, but well, actually, I mean, yesterday I, I woke up, I, I was feeling quite sick. I felt very fluish, and then I spent the whole day on the couch, taking Advil and eating Indian food. And at one point, my cat climbed up on my chest, and I put the quilt over both of us, and she fell asleep with her head on my shoulder for an hour. And it was the most wonderful thing that had ever happened. Yes, to that me. sounds very good. And then later that evening, I watched. Uh, I played a video game that we'll talk about later. And then I watched eight episodes of How It's Made. And How It's Made relaxes me more than anything in the world. It it ASMRs me. Ooh, nice. So seriously, 
Because it's just like, like, when I first get into it, when I first start watching the How It's Made, I get a little, like, I always spend a while, it's like, oh, here are these great industrial machines. Yes. And then I think about all the people who have been mangled in them. Wow. Okay. I read, there's a Stephen King short story that I think is literally called The Mangler mm-hmm. about industrial machines. And I wrote a short story about, that was about, that involved people in, I think you read it, the, yeah. my one about the apocalypse. Yeah. Did I but ever then, tell you about my, my wife's, uh, well, he's not really related, but family friend Hans. Did he get mangled? Yep. Um, he, he lost. You want to tell the details? Details yeah, he, when he was 16, when he worked on a farm in upstate New York, um, I don't know how, he, like, he went out at, like, 5 a.m. to start the thresher. Oh, this is a farming mangling, not, yeah. a, not, a, yeah. not a factory mangling. And there was something in the thresher, and he reached in to get it out, and nope. um, it, then he was stuck in the thresher until for, like, two hours until someone came to look for him. Uh, and lost uh, most of the fingers on one of his hands, um, yep. but became a local alderman and has a uh, Oktoberfest party every year. Uh, and um, I, I met the gentleman. He's very nice, but apparently he has the fingers in a jar. And when Kristen oh. was little, he would bring them out to, to spook her with. That's fantastic. Which, like, you have to imagine the doctor who was like, Kid, I'm sure that right now this is all very terrifying for you, but you're going to want to have these fingers in a jar. So, like, I mean, and I, I imagine as that kind of rural child, it's, it's, it's not the first time you've seen or heard about something like that. Yes, I mean, I, it's not, it's not your first, your first time at the Thresher rodeo. accident rodeo. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I, I'm thinking more of the accident in the press okay the die cutter see my thing is it's always better the die cutter than whatever the thing that scalds you to death yeah is my I mean, but, but the thing is i watched i watched eight episodes of how it's made <laughs> last night because i just and i was just like i just slowly slid back into the couch and eventually my cat climbed up on me and fell asleep again and i was just at such, I like you could have extruded me into a machine. I was if stuck. you had gone through an industrial machine, you would have emerged without injury. Yeah, you could have like you could have easily, you know, shaped me into a mint candy. What's great about how it's made is it's very subtly Canadian. You don't notice it's Canadian unless you know the telltale signs. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely Canadian. Everyone's driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, they'll, they'll sometimes show like a like a computer screen, and everything's in French, mm. or you know, uh, none of the none of the brands are familiar. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And there was an episode last night that uh, there oh, so good. There were a couple of ones uh, where they were making uh, skeletal replicas. Okay, okay, replicas is the thing that I was wondering about when you were tweeting about this because i was wondering if they were actually the people who took bodies and oh, it was like they the... had the original of a saber-toothed tiger skull okay 
so they made a you know and then they made a mold of it and then they you know did the whole plaster bit business and then used whatever and then colored it so it looked like it was so they could make you know various saber-toothed tiger skeletons to be in natural history museums without actually finding you know, and killing a saber-toothed tiger you know digging up old saber-toothed tigers murdering snagglepuss uh Hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then and then there was an episode they were making gin, and it was like I could see from the the label it was a French Canadian gin that was infused with parsnips. Ah, it was a parsnip gin. Hmm. Very. And then when I was definitely very like I'm getting so relaxed just thinking again about like you you show me videos of like somebody slowly making food. Or some, or like factor, like audio ASMR makes me go insane. I think I have a show for you. Go on. It's called the Assim- the Reassembler, or it's James May the Reassembler. I do love James May. So this entire show is James May taking some item, and let me just let me just go through some of this. I want to. I want to. This is a real show. Yes. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not inventing. You're not. This. I mean, because sometimes we do play this game. On the no, show I'm not you... harving a larf at you right now. Okay. This. Cause... I'm. 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 I'm telling you about an entertainment product that I think will greatly. Improve. I mean, I'm already like, uh, uh, you know, I we'll we'll talk later about Top Gear, but go on. Uh, how would you feel about watching James May over the course of hours? Well, hours in in. It like it's like one hour in the showtime, but it's actually in the course of hours uh, in real life. Reassemble a 1957 Bakelite dial telephone. How about a Hornby train set, a portable record player, or a mini motorcycle? A 1970s Honda Z50A mini trail motorcycle from all its three hundred and three parts what's he wearing <laughs> it actually it looks like he's wearing the same blue plaid shirt <laughs> the same slightly flower shirt that he wears all the time yeah i so top gear i watched it was a couple years ago it was the year i think it was like 2014 i declared the year of getting over it where i was i've been very afraid of cars for very good reasons uh-huh. uh, due to accidents infecting me and my family and, and friends. And, uh, but I decided I was like, I'm going to watch top gear and I'm going to get over my fear of cars. And I watched about six seasons of top gear in three weeks. Ooh. And I would say the gentlemen on top gear are bad men. Generally, I mean, Jeremy Clarkson is loathsome. <laughs> yes, yes. He's a horrible man. And loathsome in a like, particularly British way, I would say. Yeah, or he just thinks it's just fine to yeah. say say things about the Chinese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, and they're like, oh, well, you know, he's just an old bloke. And, like, and the other... sucks. We don't need to do this. The little one, uh, Richard something. Gear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That would be surprising, right? <laughs> it would. But you can imagine him in like a jacket. 
like a yeah. racing jacket. A small one. Uh, he he. I had sympathy. He he was somehow in all of his racing with Top Gear. He was in a horrible accident and got a traumatic brain injury, and so I was sympathetic okay, to him as yes. traumatic brain injury buddies. And then I just always like James May because he's just he looks like a gentle old lesbian. Yes. Okay. I can see this. And for and for a while, someone had hooked me up with an audiobook of him just like reading the history of cars or of machines or something. And I would put it on to fall asleep because he has a very nice voice, very relaxing British voice. Yes. So I'd put on James May reading the history of machines to fall asleep to. And I would conk out within, I'd never heard more than the first five minutes of that audiobook. So this, this program you're describing of James May rebuilding it's it's on bbc4 and i know about it because so my boss will put on uh bbc shows sometimes while we're and i didn't realize that he's he's using a vpn to spoof a british address so he he can watch Uh. he has like a bbc subscription that he uses a vpn to spoof into obviously and like well the, the thing is is that it's like it's like He's not an extremely online man. Um, I mean, well, I, think, I mean, if you is he a British man? Um, he was born in uh, in England, and people at the age from of nine, other he moved to Australia. Uh, so. People from other countries who are living in America know a lot about VPNs. Yes, I I guess that is that is very true. <laughs> yeah, even if um, it's Canada, people know a lot about vpns because they want to see their shows he was very concerned that the bbc had had like figured it hammond. out richard hammond uh sorry <laughs> dr hammond from jurassic park no the 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 small oh that's that traumatic brain injury okay. the, the smallest one from top gear and they all got fired no jeremy clarkson got fired and then the other two left and now they have another show on the grand Amazon tour yes. is clarkson in that one yeah, the 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 three of them are, mm. and my nephew likes it, but that's fine. Yeah, that's I, fine. I I mean, I watched six series. Yes, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, they're all. He's very good at putting things back together. Oh, um, and like it's it's definitely an enjoyable experience to just watch this man methodically and explain like what's so great about a very specific toy train set and like what all the different bits do i also do love his hair it's very good it's good i've been very i mean i will say i'm attracted to james may okay um we can go here yeah we're gonna be talking about thor ragnarok at some point so we eventually (laughs) so we might as well get horny now i mean yeah (laughs) he's Um, he's got that you know, soft, older lesbian vibe. And, also, and I've been very, when I watched certain seasons of Top Gear where he cut his hair shorter, I was very cross. Also, I was soft, soft floral button downs. There is a, there's an area of masculine knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I say masculine knowledge, I do not mean that only men can have this knowledge. I mean that it often presents itself as like a specifically male knowledge, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But when you have facility with mechanical things to the point where you 
understand basic mechanisms to where you can reassemble a 1953 like petrol mower like that's actually it's like that's very sexy i think yes it's uh, as as we call it in some circles the competence kink huh very interesting i didn't but yeah no i get that like he's very good at what he's doing and like he just intuitively understands what all these bits do yeah it's attractive yeah here's to him i'm finishing this rum not the entire bottle oh boy i feel like i might want to start maybe all winter drink all of my cocktails out of this teacup Mm. i'm drinking because i finished my toddy and i poured more brandy and some seltzer into it and now it is very pleasurable for me to be drinking this cold cocktail out of out of a mm. out of my beautiful um I like you teacup from the Amy Sedaris collection that was available at Fish's Eddie that Beck Poppins bought for me. Oh, um, at work I've started. So I have my fancy mug, which is a metal, oh, yes, your fancy mug. a vacuum metal uh, thing, and it keeps coffee hot. But the, the great thing about it is it makes cocktails extremely cold. So mm. if I'm in the office and I make myself a Manhattan in the evening. Um, and I put it in with ice into the uh, into the cup. None of the coldness from the ice evaporating goes out through the cup. It all goes into the liquid. So it's like super chilling my cocktail. I feel a drink can never be too cold. Yeah, I mean, like at a certain point, I guess it would. Start well, then to you it's, it's too cold, me. and then you don't you don't taste. Yeah. It. Yeah, but like specifically, like a Manhattan of extremely cold Manhattan is. Mm. Oh my god! Um, so I went out on Wednesday. Uh, it was a former coworker's farewell party, and he had worked. It was you know my my job, two jobs yes, ago, the one yes. I was at for twelve years, and he he had been he was a seventeen year veteran of the company. So everybody came out. I actually saw a bunch of, because I follow a bunch of people from your old job on Instagram. I saw (laughs) this party and like a bunch of different views. (laughs) And then, and I was, I'm in a weird state where I kind of straddle the line between like the old timers and then the kids table. Uh But I ended up um, going after, going with the kids table. Oh, and this goes to another important thing that I DM'd you about after that evening. Um, mm, yeah. And we went to a second location and two of the boys ordered old fashions and they were served old fashions that were definitely made with fireball. Wow. Which is mm. a cinnamon whiskey. Ooh. So it's like, apparently their house whiskey is fireball. Wow. That's incredible. And they said, I think their house whiskey is fireball. And I had a sip and I was like, yes, that's correct. That is extremely good. But this is to, this is big news. Big news for this podcast. Yes. I have now vaped. Yes, you vaped. Very briefly. Now, I think by this definition, I have vaped as well. Um. In that I have smoked a THC resin out of a vaporizer. 
It was out of a vape pen, and it was a substance that is not legal in New York State. Well, if you're if you are currently deceased, you can get medical marijuana in New York State. <laughs> if you have already died, <laughs> medical <laughs> marijuana is available for you in New York State. And I only did it for about a second and a half because I'm very much a lightweight and I did not want to get incredibly high. Uh, but I did, in fact, I now have I now have experienced a, a the, the the concept of vaping. Of vaping. Um, you're a real teenager now. It was from this is was you know these youths. I mean they were all in their late twenties, but <laughs> one person was thirty three. But. <laughs> But I still, I still, it still was like me eating nachos at 10 p.m. and then not. I didn't even get home that late. I got home at like 11:30, but I still felt You're terrible like, oh, the whole boy. next day. I um, didn't even get up. I didn't have to get up until like nine in the morning, and I'm just like, oh, why you? Uh, a, a, a little while ago, I went out with my or, or the the. Oh, I was probably getting sick. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I had the flu. <laughs> that that very nice hangover to flu transition i don't think i had the flu i had just like a bug um because if i had the flu i i I felt fine today yeah um the uh like a couple weeks ago my boss uh had texted me being like hey i'm gonna be in your neighborhood do you want to meet up and get a drink and i was like yeah sure sure um and he's like just uh this is actually a different boss (laughs) there's many levels of bosses at my company um, and he was like, yeah, just a place that has like drinks and food. And I was like, okay, great. I didn't realize that when he said meet up and get a drink, he meant that he would be dr- bringing his wife and then like, like clients, like oh, work God. clients with us. So like I picked a place and then immediately I was like, I picked the wrong place, but it was fine. Um, and then we, um, the EP at my company and my boss and I ended up going is- to, what is EP? Uh, executive producer. So she's okay. actually everyone's boss. <laughs> um, and we all ended up going to a, what I believe to be a tequila bar on my block, but which is actually a mezcal bar on my block. Oh, you did tweet about I, drinking a bunch of mezcal. Well, he, the thing is, is that that night, like when we were walking to the mezcal bar, I was offered uh, to vape some, some THC. And I did. And then I, like, we were drinking mezcal and just very small amounts of mezcal. But I was like, man, I am wrecked. And got home. I was chugging water. I was like, I'm going to be hungover tomorrow. I woke up fine the next morning. And I was like, oh, wait, I was just very high from, like, one hit. Because I I am extremely old now. I do love mezcal. It's very good. There was, I believe it was just recently closed. There was a place on, it was it was two blocks from my old apartment, dangerous, uh, called Mayowell, which was named after the goddess of the agave plant. Huh. And they just had a wall of tequilas and mezcals. And in my big cocktail bar going days, a.k.a. when I was spending my inheritance, um spending my mom's life insurance money, uh, I would just go there on like a Tuesday mm-hmm. and you know, get like six drinks and everybody was like, I literally at this place once on my, on my check 
It had the 20% off We Love You discount. It Aww. said that on the check. But this is where, oh, you were drinking pachuga. I was drinking pachuga. Which we have talked about before. You know what pachuga is. I do know what pachuga is, and it's great. It's really good. But what was great at Mayowell is they would give you, um, if you wanted mezcal, they would give you these little clay cups. Hmm. They would give you a little clay, like, container and fill it with it and then you would pour it into like it was like a tiny terracotta like a planter and you would you would just pour it pour it from your little terracotta vase more or less into your planter and sip it and i and one night i asked just like where did you get those where where do, where could i get one and they were like do you just want one i'll give you one Aww. and so i have one i've never and i've never bought mezcal because it's kind of expensive yeah yeah and I, it's hard to just see myself drinking mezcal at home yes but i i, I don't know i feel like i'm out of the smoky or maybe i'm not this th- it was very good and the whole thing was is that the um my boss 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 the ep at my company had mentioned that she realized finally that she actually liked tequila and that was like the liquor that she liked and i was like we should go to this i was like hooting and hollering because there was a like fancy what i thought was a tequila bar on my street and so i like basically wrangled everybody to go to this bar um and i probably i want to go to this bar it's it's very good and like everybody was very knowledgeable and like because obviously we didn't know anything and they had little little things of grasshoppers and little things of uh orange with with spice and clove which was very mm-hmm. good um but yeah it was fantastic we should we should definitely go there for christmas not on christmas but when we do christmas friend christmas we do we need to do friend christmas we have to do friend christmas we've never done friend christmas but no but we have physical item or a physical item to exchange now i don't have one for you that's, that's fine <laughs> <laughs> then you Pressure's you go on. to the I'll be in the bar and I'll be drinking and you'll like come in supplication and receive this. I mean, okay, apparently apparently oh, you know, cuz this is as we've discussed like what you gave me for my birthday where I will mention something. Oh, you're going to mm. give me my scarf, right? Yeah, yeah, you you specifically requested something this time. Um, Although honestly, considering how cold it is, Whenever you're I, finished with that scarf, please give me that scarf. Well, I, I definitely held it up and I was like, how long does a scarf need to be? And Kristen was like, longer than that. <laughs> because um, today, I think it's because it's so warm and cozy. Yes. And like, okay, fall didn't happen this year. Yeah. We skipped fall. Oh, God. Which makes me very cross. Yeah, I'm very but furious. we are now... I like I suddenly just abruptly became very ready for Christmas. Me too. You know what it was for me? Mm-hmm. When they turned the heaters on in my office building and there was that like heater smell. That smell. That smell. Yeah. yeah. Like I my heat was off in my living room and I felt a little foolish afterwards. Where I called my super about it. And he was like, oh, you just needed to turn the knob. And now it's on again. Because I did not know that was possible. Because previously, every time I tried to adjust the heat by turning the knob, the thing did not turn at all. But uh, okay. apparently that is fine now after the incident last year where my ceiling leaked. Yeah. 
But now the heat is on at the perfect amount. I'm not over hot. And I just like, mm. sometime around 3 p.m., it settled on that I was ready for Christmas. Yeah. Um, Which is, I was, it made me, it got me to thinking about how, like, I mean, I'm still, I'm ready for Thanksgiving, which the past two years, uh, when I was working for Fresh Direct, I was not ready for Thanksgiving because I was sick of Thanksgiving by, like, October. Yeah, yeah. It was already first. too much. It was already too much. And now, now uh, this year, I'm actually going to go to a place where other people are for Thanksgiving. Wow. I'm breaking my five-year streak of solo yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Go to my friend Tajel's. And uh, she that is promises com- to be a very good Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's <laughs> my my friend who writes about food for the New York Times. Yes, I think it's going to be a very good Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and she she has been she she has been asking me a lot about my family noodles. Now you mentioned these noodles the other day online. They are. I honestly don't know which side of the family they came from. I think, like, they 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 either came from my dad's side of the family or they came from my mom's side of my family and my dad just took over making them. Either way, they're, they're like, one of the only family recipes I have. And since and they're very German. And my both sides of my family, both my mom and my dad are from very German areas. So, I don't know. I should probably ask my dad. <laughs> but Are... <laughs> is this Spetzel? It's very Spetzel-esque. Ah, okay. They are thick egg noodles that are then cooked in stock. And then you pour bird drippings into them. And this is, I was like, I've been like frantically, Tejal made them this week. And I've been like frantically like, she showed me pictures and I was like, oh, no, no, they're they're wrong. You've done them. You've done them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You've made them with like a soup. They know that that broth you you put way too much broth in. They need to be way thicker. That broth needs to be a sauce. And and I've been like stressed. I'm like, if you kind of write about this for the New York Times, you need to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Please it is don't the fuck paper up. of record. Please don't fuck up my family legacy by putting in an incorrect recipe about these noodles. Oh God. Uh, but I don't know if she's actually doing that. But I should just tell her that I'm very stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety here. Um, but but I have said, you know, she was like, "Do you want any dishes for Thanksgiving?" And I'm like, "The noodles." Yes, because they're they're very. It's just like egg noodles, and they're everybody's very. They're dubious at first. It's just like these these you know they're about two inches long and about a quarter of inch thick, and and these are homemade noodles. Homemade noodles. The ingredients are like egg flour, salt, and cream. Mm. And it's very little liquid and a lot of... It's just egg yolks. Egg yolks. And you leave them out to dry overnight and you put wax paper on them so the cat doesn't sit on them. (laughs) And then you cook them. Uh, Wasn't that a thing that Garfield liked to do? Yeah. Well, we had we literally had a cat named Garfield when I was growing up, so yes. <laughs> um, we are actually ordering Thanksgiving this year from Fresh Uh My it, it's 
it's just going to be too much when my mom comes up. Um, good, good, do and, it. Well, actually, the thing is, is that I kind of want to order from Dinosaur Barbecue, which is every a couple of years ago we were having something and we ended up just ordering a big bag of barbecue and things from Dinosaur Barbecue. And it was surprisingly economical and very tasty. Um, and so that's kind of become like, that's what we did for Izzy's birthday this year when we were having like a picnic, but dinosaur right now, or for Thanksgiving, they do a, uh, like a pit roasted Turkey. Hot diggity shit. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of into it. A 14 to 16 pound pit roasted Turkey with homemade giblet gravy. And I kind of my my sister's ordering from Fresh Direct and I was like, "Did you did you already order? Can you can, can you belay that order because I want this damn turkey." I mean, for me, I don't give a shit about the turkey. Hmm. CBQH. It's it's all about the sides. All about the sides. I mean, well, I did. I just got the. I subscribed to Bon Appetit magazine, which, uh, for one thing, uh, I opened it up uh, while I was on the toilet, which is where I read all my magazines. And there was just like a page. It was just Army Hammer there in Bon Appetit. I was not prepared for that at it, all. It was how to, to have a sushi buffet off of Army Hammer. It was like, you no, know, it was him talking about how his family has two turkeys because there's just obviously Army Hammer himself. It just, needs the turkey because he's so he's so big. He he unlatches his jaw and he sticks all turkey in, and then he withdraws just the just the bones because he knows people. He's that considerate that he wants people to save it for the stock. Yeah, this will. Uh, we're on an hour in. I will. I will share that. Me. Well, I tweeted because Nicole Cliff, former, uh, she she ran the toast. Mm-hmm. With Mallory Orberg. I tweet, and she is thirsty for Army Hammer. Yes, reasonable. And I tweeted at her that Bon Appetit had had a page of Army Hammer and that I was not prepared for it. And then I took a picture of that page and shared it with her. And we discussed for a while. And then that led to Nicole Cliff sliding in my DMs with to be uh, thirsty about Army Hammer. <laughs> She she shared with me the tweet that was too horny for Maine. Wow. Which I will not share because that was a private. Mm-hmm, of course, I will share that it happened earlier when now, we were talking about Mario. I definitely thought of a video game called Gaper Mario. Now that we're this far in, I feel like I can share that. Oh, like Super Mario, but with different letters. Yes. Well, paper. Well, this Mario. is all because. Oh, this. Well, this, oh, paper Mario, right? Yeah. Well, this is this all goes back to when you sent me a DM of you, I believe, making a mitten for your daughter, yes. which is made out of green yarn, and you and it was just the entrance part of it. The it was it bo- was the on double the pointed mitten. needles, so it was a a it was basically a hole stretched upon. Uh, four p- purple needles, and there was the purple and green uh, color scheme. And you made a comment that it was the Hulk's butthole. 
I said that when you're knitting a Hulk, you should start with the butthole. And I said, Hulk's a gaper. And then the next thing in our DMs... Was that I had vaped. And let me pull this up. (laughs) Uh, Hulk's a gaper's wits a vapor, bender's a cuddly taper, I play my music in the sun... Um, and then you, we did, we didn't start the fire. Oh, I showed Izzy Futurama tonight. <laughs> Except Netflix doesn't have anything earlier than seventh season. It's on the, it's on Hulu. Well, I don't have a Hulu subscription anymore. You gotta get one. I know. I would set you up a profile, but I think I'm running out. <laughs> They're like, wow, it's like the Brady Bunch over there. Yeah. <laughs> Because um, that, that's the one I actually pay for these days, because that's the one I watch, because it's got all the TV shows. Yeah, I was watching I should, Parks and Recreation. I should get back on that, because I need to watch season two of The Good Place. Well, because I was, I was sharing a friend's. And caring. And, but she had the ads Hulu, and she tells herself that she's fine with it. And I think she doesn't understand how much she's suffering. <laughs> because... Ad Hulu is a nightmare. She's like, she's like, well, it's the same as television. As television, I'm like, you don't have television. You don't watch actual television. I have watched actual television. Hulu is worse because it will show you the same three ads. Okay, as someone who works in the advertising industry, this is absolutely absurd to me that Hulu that like people aren't buying ad packages on hulu where you'll get different ads that like continue a story or something like that instead of like when we we used to have hulu you just get the same ad three times and this was and this was because i was watching it on somebody else's account i was getting the ones targeted towards her but also i was filling her account with me watching not a toe so just really zigging and zagging on that one. Yeah. So now, now I am happily paying twelve dollars a month to not watch any ads, and and I've watched so much TV since I'm now working only twenty hours a week, and two of them are from home. It's just like yep. TV, baby. Uh, guys, watch the show. Great news. The show. Great. I've news heard is good really things. Fun. I've yeah. heard good things about the mayor. You know. Yeah, I was seeing some good things about the mayor. But it seems like it's going to get canceled. <laughs> you don't want to make that jump? Well, they're saying, they're like, you know, if people started watching now, we might be able to pull this mayor out of the fire. Maybe I'll catch up on the mayor. Yeah, I've been watching a well. bunch of... Yeah, I just, I've just... Well, I, I, I'll tell you what. Oof, uh, rewatching a lot of Parks and Rec, later season Parks and Rec in... 2017 in the year of our lord 2017 specifically season four where leslie runs for city council against a rich bonehead yeah it's rough i cried uh but i cried before we close the enormous so every now and then on this podcast we open the enormous foot thick vault door uh, to the outside world mm. and all the tentacles come in and then we have we to... only opened it i only opened it up about an inch yes but let me just say again 
I literally cannot believe that we exist in the timeline that we do right now. Yeah, well, you know. Okay, now we've shut the door, but we did chop off some of the tentacles, and they're writhing on the floor. Ooh, look at them, look at them go. We have to kill them with fire. Oh, the cat's going after them now. <laughs> Aw. Um, She'll play with them for a while, it'll be cute. So I saw Thor. Yeah. I saw Thor Ragnarok on Friday, which was two days ago, podcast time. I think you have to say Thor Ragnarok, because otherwise it sounds like you're talking about a guy named Thor Ragnarok. Good name. That is a good name. And it was fucking fun. Yeah. I've heard great things. I mean, since I'm somebody who has seen all of the Thor movies, if you watch, like, okay, I've, I've seen the second Thor movie. I remember literally nothing about it, except for, like, maybe one point when Thor and Loki were fighting on a boat. Yeah. Uh, there's, it's absolutely unmemorable. And the first Thor is over-serious and ridiculous, and I don't really like it. And this movie I like was, the part where he throws glasses on the ground and says, I'll have another. I'll have another. When he's drinking with Stellan Skarsgård and yes, drinking Boilermakers with, with Stellan Skarsgård. And it, like, uh, it made me feel bad. To, to the, This movie is like, oh, wow, this is so much more fun when he's not on Earth. Because apparently Natalie Portman is a huge drag. <laughs> she she kind of got screwed over by like the least interesting role in the Marvel Universe. It's like I was like, oh, wow, Thor is... I mean, I don't know a lot about comic book Thor... But maybe it involves a lot of space aliens, and it's fun. Did you know that canonically, com- mm-hmm. in the comic book, Loki... Uh, yes. Yes. Go you, on. You know what he's done. He, Say it for the... He, he mothered a, 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 a eight-legged horse. He, like... He, he turned himself into a mare and got nailed by a boy horse as in myth yes and we gotta uh, get slept near from somewhere yes and so now he he has an eight-legged horse son his strong beautiful eight-legged horse child that his dad will ride yes just as in myth Mm -hmm. nurse myth rules um but the movie is very good. And also, I love that now everybody on the internet is on the Taika Waititi. Yeah. Train. Yeah. Because that guy is great. And I've watched. Yeah, he's fantastic. I have now seen 75% of his movies. <laughs> what are you still missing? Boy. Okay. Um, I have not what... even heard of that one. So Yeah. I've seen What We Do in the Shadows twice. Mm-hmm. And it's very good. And Hunt for the Wilder People is very good. Yes. Also, on Hulu. I mean, Hulu's got everything these days. Yeah, it does. This podcast brought to you by Hulu. No. Sadly. I mean, we they wouldn't pay. We wouldn't be paying 12 bucks a month for it collectively. Yeah. Uh, if that were the case. But also he, you know, he's like wears a bunch of outfits and everybody loves him and he's yeah. a handsome man. I'm like, yeah, get on that Taika train. It is, it is in, like when they decided to like, 
the the whole thing where you let different directors take over these movies it's like oh yeah sometimes it works out really well if like like he's not known as an action director but i've heard great things about everything about this movie including the the like action sequences are like tighter and make more sense than most marvel movies well when the action sequences were happening i was like i want these to be over because i want to get back to more people like interacting with each other i mean they were they were good but, but they, like, weren't buds they weren't weren't as space. fun for me as when people were you know talking and doing stuff with each other mm-hmm. um i yeah i really want to go see that movie but <laughs> there is the rub <laughs> It'll come out on a streaming service before long. That's true. I watched, uh, well, I think we talked about watching Doctor Strange. I haven't seen Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is in Thor Ragnarok. I've heard that he's better in Thor Ragnarok than he was in I mean, I saw it and I was like, this is about all I want to see of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Because it's very brief and it's funny. Yeah. Whereas... And I'm I'm weirded out, like, okay, I saw, like, Fargo had Martin Freeman doing a American accent, doing a Minnesota accent. Is that where Fargo, Fargo, Minnesota? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And or maybe was... North Dakota, but the whole thing is, I think, I think the action takes place in Minnesota, but Fargo is across the border. Anyway, in that, that region. Yes. Yeah. He's it's Martin Freeman doing that region's accent. And it was weird for a, about 10 minutes and then i got into it yeah not like into it but i got like i was like yeah all right this and now it's not weird anymore benedict cumberbatch doing an american accent was weird (laughs) the thing is he's not doing an american accent; he's doing a house impression in the movie he's just house for a really long time of it and the degree to which you like house maybe no Mm. I've never watched House, but I know I don't like. It. I watched a lot of House, <laughs> um, and it's one of those shows where, uh, where again they can't decide what like if this guy actually uh, like any. It's it's fine. It's fine for what it is. At a certain point, it's there's a certain point where I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Goodbye. I think Patrick Stump, lead singer of Fall Out Boy was on an episode of house lin-manuel miranda was on an episode of house Mm. lots of people were on house i mean it was it was fine um just like uh it is it is funny that the people who made house have now come out with a new movie or a new show called the good doctor which is basically house it's it well it's it's like it's a character instead of just a character who like is socially weird they're like okay he's actually on the spectrum now and like it will as be... opposed to being just an asshole yes yes <laughs> like addicted to pills they were like finally we've got to actually uh it's like television was like finally we have actually have to have a character who's actually on the spectrum instead of a weird robot idea of what like being on the autism spectrum might be like <sighs> boof Anyway, I'm sure it's not great. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I will not be watching this. Um, 
but I'm... I tried to start rewatching Scrubs. Mm-hmm. How'd that Because again, well, I watched a couple of episodes, and then I was just like, "Boy, compulsory heterosexuality much?" I like. We're at a point where I feel like the last seven years have changed things so much that it's going to be different to watch things from before that and not just immediately see the lack there. I mean, this is this I ran into this problem when I was watching Community, rewatching Community, where I was like, this show was was very good. It was a revolutionary at the time. Yeah. But now it's just like, mm. I mean, no, it's still good. It just doesn't hold up. It's no longer magical yes yeah because better things have come along yeah that are less they've taken the ball and run with them in a way that like and also like community had the problem where like it went on for maybe i'm gonna say maybe longer than it should three seasons too long yes exactly yeah um i i was reading something that was that was like mentioning characters in a season of uh community that i had never heard of before I mean, it, it gave us six seasons, six seasons in a movie, but I think I think it has proven that six seasons in a movie is not a thing that you should want. Yes, you should want as many seasons as, as are good before, like before legs and arms just start falling off. Television chat. Yeah, television. Uh. Yeah, we've been all over TV tonight. Um, I'm still listening to horror podcasts a bunch. <laughs> uh, or uh, the thing is, is that I can't because obviously I'm not that involved in. I wasn't that involved in horror until like this month. I can't tell them this is maybe like Fisher Price's baby's first horror stuff. Um, listening to horror podcasts. Well, like maybe this. Maybe I'm listening to like. The like, uh, like the white people Thai food horror <laughs> podcasts, um, but uh, I've I've been I've there have been thrills and chills I'd say. Have you been spooked? I've been spooked. Um, it is it is funny. The weird thing about it is that like I will listen to this podcast and I will get goosebumps, but I will not. <laughs> have like an um i will have a physical a physiological reaction <laughs> to like like ghosts and stuff i will not actually have an emotional or psychological reaction to it sounds like the ideal yeah yeah it's great <laughs> get those nice goosebump tinglies but i, and, I, I mean, you, have and not... then you lay your head down at night and are not well i imagine that you are so tired yeah all the time that you and don't have time to be scared. The ambient level of things I'm afraid of has blown out so much that, like, now I laugh at ghosts and death. You know, there's some benefits. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could watch a horror movie. Maybe you could watch a Guillermo del Toro. And and put my eyeballs on the screen while things are happening? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was exciting since I don't watch trailers. Mm-hmm. When I went to see Thor Ragnarok, I saw a bunch of trailers. Hmm. And did you I mean, see one for The Shape of Water? No. Oh, okay. I saw one for Pacific Rim Rising. Oh, damn. I didn't realize there was a trailer for that out yet. It was very good, although it was 
it did make me go. I was like, okay, now that we have a black main character, this trailer is cut with hip hop music. Mm. Oh, I don't know, but uh, that's fine. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, but there was also a trailer for a movie called Downsizing, which is about shrinking Matt Damon. Yes. I understood that the concept is that if Matt Damon could eat one hot dog for half of his lunch, but a tiny Matt Damon could eat one hot dog for weeks. For his whole life. He could just gnaw on that dog. And it, like, because everything else... All the, well, there was also a trailer with for a movie with Denzel Washington that I just did not understand what the plot was at all. Isaiah something? Something Esquire. Yeah. And He's I a just, lawyer. Yeah, I did not understand what was going on in that at all. Um, and then there was like Black Panther, which <laughs> looked very good. And it's also Star Wars. Fun. Yeah, and Star Wars. But then there was also Downsizing, which is about Matt Damon getting shrunk. It's an also, interesting mix there. Also, Christoph Waltz is also small. Mm-hmm. And I was in a conversation with somebody on Twitter who was like, yeah, it's about shrinking, but I guess it's about social justice. I wish it were really about shrinking. And I'm like, but it is about shrinking. No, it, it, like... <laughs> it literally is about Matt Damon getting shrunk. Yeah, there's a and tiny Matt. Like, it literally is. Like, I mean, it, it is maybe about some social justice themes. Yes, but it do but be like that, though. Like, it do it be is like that. that like... It is literally, like, I leaned over to my friend who was next to me and was like, somebody's fetish made this yeah yeah <laughs> but no it's, but i guess not maybe not i don't know it's about it's from the guy who made like honey i shrunk the si- kids no it's from the guy who made sideways and the descendants but okay. maybe he's always had a shrinking fetish as well it would be really good if there was a shrinking fetish script that was going making the rounds and they got that script and then he rewrote it to make it about social justice themes I also saw it was not well. Apparently, they don't call the twenty the twenty anymore. What? It's now Nuvi. That's way worse. Yeah, N O O V I E. At least the twenty was just bad. It was like we're gonna make you watch twenty minutes of bullshit before this movie. Yeah, it was actually like it was kind of nice in that you you understood the length of the torment. It's like, we're going to make you watch 20 minutes of commercials, and then at the end of the commercials, we're going to run through a recap of the 20 minutes that of commercials that we made absurd you. Th- well, I guess the idea is if you missed some of it. <laughs> then it, you just see some more st- shit that means nothing to you. Yes. Um, which is, it's, but now it's called the newbie. Um, and it, but there was a bit of it for Coco, the next Pixar movie that's coming yeah. out. Which looks very good. It's about, like, the like Mexican Day of the Dead sort of World of the Dead kind of thing with skeletons and stuff. Yeah. But because the internet has ruined me, all I could think was, which of these skeletons are people going to be horny for? Mm-hmm. And the answer is all of them. All of them. There, people will argue vigorously about uh, which which skeleton they're more interested in having sex with. Um. I actually, I saw that, and I, like, I have a kid now, so I got excited about that movie. You know, there's lots of good kids movies out there. I mean, like, I mean, I did see, I was like, I'm going to see this eventually, because I have a niece and nephew. I'm going to eventually see every Pixar movie. Uh, We've been watching, like, five minutes of the time at six in the morning, Kubo and the Two Strings. 
Uh, I've heard this very good. I am cross that it's that the voice cast is like entirely white people. I uh, don't understand. Like, yeah, I. I sh- I shared this with my brother, and he was like, "It's voice actors," and I'm like, "Yeah, but when like Disney does Moana, they made sure that the whole cast was like yeah. Pacific Island people or Maori." It, so, uh, like, it's 2017. There is not a good reason not to. There's more than one Japanese actor than George Takei. Yeah, who is of course in. Kubo yeah, he's in for yeah, that's like why half I said a it. second to say. Oh my. oh my, which fucking sucks. Um, sorry. Yeah. But I mean, like, like, you just do better than that. I don't know. It is literally 2017. I mean, like in, 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 uh, Big Hero 6, like, like the, the main character and his brother are like biracial Asian and the two voice actors who are playing them are biracial Asian. I forgot about that movie. And that's actually something that I would be willing to hold Izzy while she observes the colors and shapes. Well, my, my, it was a big one in my family. Yes. And, uh, oh, partly because my nephew looks exactly (laughs) being a, a half white Jap, half Japanese kid. He looks exactly. like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) with with the exact same hair and and, yeah yeah but it was a big uh big big fan of my uh my my niece was a big fan of it and when i watched it she was just basically like doing the rocky horror picture show version in front of me just like enacting everything mm. it's a good movie it's it's a very good movie and And that um, is that's technically a marvel movie too no it's not no i thought it was a marvel property I don't think so. Hmm. I was hoping for a crossover. No. I do love that it's in San Francisco. Yes. So good. Uh, oh boy. Big Hero 6 is originally a Marvel property. Yeah, but I don't think the movie was. Well, it was... Yeah. The the show... I mean, and the, well, the movie if... was different. <laughs> if they ever get to the... I'm sure it's on a different Earth then uh like i'm sure eventually spider-man will be in it is this what you want yeah yeah come on professor x no i was i was hoping that there would be a a big hero six crossover into the live action marvel movies oh you know what stanley was in it jesus god (laughs) sorry (laughs) um i mean now what i like he was in thor ragnarok and i was like oh god what are they gonna do in this old fucker dies <laughs> i know are they gonna just which slowly which will be fucking picture of him i feel i mean it's not rude to say will be soon like uh, he's i think that so i think there's legitimate things that i don't like him for in terms of like stealing other people's work but I'm also just fucking tired of him being in these movies. There's like six a year now, and he's he's got to sh- like they have to have him in every one. Well, he's 94, so. Oh boy. Anyway, sorry. I'm sure he's a lovely man. I'm sure he is. He gives Thor his haircut. Perfect. And Thor Ragnarok. 
Sorry, is it's, now I'm just thinking about the movie The Rock, where like there's a bit where like a a gay hairdresser cuts Sean Connery's hair. Um, I haven't seen that. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. I think I've kind of assembled it through the years. At the end, they find out who killed JFK. Mm. Hmm. So i i play I started playing. I haven't played much of it. the The game Prey. Oh, where you become aliens and aliens become toasters. Yeah, more or less. Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. Okay. Wolves becoming coffee cups. Is it... So how do they fit a whole alien into that toaster? Science. Wow. So, like, does the toaster just erupt in a flurry of limbs at you? Yeah. It's fucked up. But the, the, the premise, the world that it's set in is one where the assassina- assassination of JFK was an attempted assassination. So JFK survives, and it leads to a, instead of a Cold War, it is a period of uh, cooperation between the U.S. and the USSR, leading to amazing space uh, uh, accomplishments. And that... Uh, JFK, like, there's a picture of JFK, and it's like that he died at the age of like 130. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he grew incredibly old and fucked the moon. (laughs) That's actually like, it's kind of fun that they weren't just like, it's the space future. Um, that and like it's yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, Uh, like I went and looked at a picture. I was like playing the game. I like went and looked at the picture of JFK, and then I like looked at the the years on it. It was like, oh, 1912 to 2000. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, JFK. Good old JFK. My favorite JFK is the one in Clone High. Yes. Everyone loves that one. Have you seen Clone High? I still haven't seen Clone High. Explain your I've seen many GIFs. And mm-hmm. image macros, but I've never actually seen Clone High. Image macros, that's a dated term. Well, what do you call them now? Memes? Memes? Oh, God. Fine, throw me out with the trash. I'm ancient. I'm older. That's true. I try to keep up. <laughs> um, but... this, has been a, this has been a very soothing episode. We, we, didn't, we didn't really have any bits or anything. Yeah. We didn't really talk about anything funny. I just looked down and I was like, we've done this for an hour and 30 minutes? It's just, it, I mean, it's, it, you know what's going to happen? This is going to be our most popular episode to date. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to call this one Cozy Cast. Yeah, our our audience, no bits, no jokes. <laughs> they mm-hmm. just want gentle conversation. <laughs> um, it also, Cozy Cast is good because I don't know that I could come up with a title now. Other than Hot Toddy. Hmm. Which is also a burlesque name for someone named Todd. I was going to say, about an hour and a half ago, when I started talking about how it's made, that I read a whole book last night. Yeah. And it was a K.J. Charles romance novel. Ooh. And I knew, I was like, I'm going to start reading this, and I'm going to read the whole thing. (laughs) And I did. I am going to devour this. 
Because it's only, you know, 60, yeah. 70,000 70, words. Hmm. That's that's a short fanfic in my book. So, you know, an actual book, it's fine. I'll read yeah. that immediately. Nice. So I read all of that. Um, I listened to a couple of books recently. Listened and read because I'm doing a lot of knitting on the train. And also a lot of knitting just at home. Um, uh, but now I hit a wall and I'm, I'm doing a podcast cleanse and then I'll go back to it. I think. Yeah. But anyway, I should probably get to sleep because that nap is coming back to hit me really hard in the face. Yeah. This Uh, is very relaxing. Yeah. I wish you a cozy evening. I wish you a cozy evening, and I wish all of our listeners a good sleep. <laughs> this uh, People are going to take this podcast instead of Ambien from now on. Mm. I mean, we have, we, have the, we have some wild ones. We have That's some, true. But this was a... But this just, was a nice... Well, because we are so cozy. I'm so cozy. My but, candle is flickering. Ugh. The thing, like, I always forget to light candles or incense, and a while ago I was like, why do I breathe if it doesn't smell good? I had to move where I keep my candles, because I was originally had them on the table that the litter box is under. Uh-huh. And then it seemed that the litter box absorbed all of the candle smell. Hmm. And then it was not absorbing the cat extra excreta Ooh. smell, so All it was just right. that the litter the litter smelled like a beautiful forest, like a handsome woodsman, but with shit in it, with cat shit in it. <laughs> so I had to move them to another part of the living room. You're like, oh, Chris Evans got a cat <laughs> on him, on him. So I had um. to move them across the room to a stool you had and, to separate them they were too attached yeah and yeah because that's what cat litter is supposed to do it's supposed to that is absorb true. aromas but when i was burning a candle directly over it all of the aromas like and then the room the room did not smell good because it was all going into the cat litter so that's a pro tip from me to you if you like scented candles do not put them near the litter box keep them apart that is a good thing to think about. Now you know. Um, that is because, like, I don't think I would ever think about that, but like, that's something that you kind of have to have that experience to know. And like, as I was cleaning the litter box, I was like, "This smells like my candle." <laughs> um, fantastic. I don't have to go to work until one tomorrow. Oh boy, I wish that was me. I wish that my baby was not going to wake up in seven hours from right now at the best. But uh, the other day we slept in until 7 a.m. And and I realized I was like, this is like one of maybe five times that I have slept in until 7 a.m. in the past year. Yeah. (laughs) Don't have kids, folks. Or... I'm planning on not. Yeah, good call. <laughs> it's fantastic if that is what you want in your life. But if you don't want it in your life, don't do that. <laughs> if you do want kids, prepare, be prepared. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, 
before we had a kid, I was kind of bummed by having a billion people with kids be like, it's terrible to me. And like, it is the hardest thing that I've never regretted. Cause it is a lot of fun, but like, boy, it like you, you you're kind of have fired. to, you have to be at a point in your life where you look at everything around you and you're like, I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> like, I am just going to nuke all of this. <laughs> but, um, anyway, parenthood thoughts. Yeah. Anyway, have a lovely night. Have a lovely night. <laughs> Lips on Mike. Bye. Bye. Good night. Good night. Sweet baby. The world has more for you than it seems. Good night. Good night.